This episode of the Derek Diamond Experience is brought to you by Gamefly. Sign up for a free premium 30-day trial at GameflyOffer.com slash NerdCave. One game out, shipped directly to you. No contracts, and you can cancel anytime. Gamefly has over 8,000 new releases for PS4, Xbox One, Nintendo 3DS, and more. Rent as many as you want and get them delivered right to your mailbox. And to get your free trial, just go to GameflyOffer.com slash NerdCave. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash NerdCave for your free 30-day trial. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Welcome to episode 148 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. And coming up on today's show, you'll be hearing my conversation with Willis Harris. But you might know him better as Mr. Intermission. He's a performing act who performs at various ballparks and sporting events all throughout the country. He does various dances, dressed up as a security guard, grounds crew member, usher, all kinds of cool stuff. And we recently had him out at the Blue Wahoo Stadium. So getting to see somebody new at our stadium was really cool, and getting to hear his story about growing up in Atlanta, working for the Braves, meeting the First Circus, and just developing his Mr. Intermission persona was really cool, and I'd like to thank him for taking the time to spend a few minutes telling his story. So without further ado, I won't waste any more time. Here is my conversation with Mr. Intermission. Sitting here at Blue Wahoo Stadium with my very special guest this week, Mr. Intermission himself, Willis Harris. How are you, sir? That is correct. Mr. Intermission is in the house, and I am doing wonderful here at this Blue Wahoo's Park. This is a gorgeous ballpark, I have to say. Uh, one of the most beautiful ones I've ever seen. Now, this is your first time here, correct? That is correct. This is my first time here, in, not in Pensacola, but at this ballpark. And I heard that this has been here for about six years, and uh, I'm glad I got the chance to make it here because this place is awesome. No, absolutely. And you, you picked a good day. It's not it's not very sunny out. It just rained a little while ago, so it's kind of cool out, cooler than it usually is. Very marquee Florida day. I mean, you really never know what you're going to get out here. Uh, one day it could be absolutely steamy and hot, and one day it could be really cool because you got rain, but you're right here by the water, so I expect to get a lot of wind and uh, hopefully not any rain, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. It's Florida. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep our fingers crossed. It's weird because yesterday – you know, we were checking the weather and everything, like, are we going to have to come in and pull tarp? And there was no chance of rain. And I wake up at 6.30, and there's like, oh, it's a 60 or 70% chance at 8 or 9 o'clock. So you never really know what you're going to get. Exactly. It's uh, it's Florida. Uh, so every day is a coin toss, and uh, hopefully I don't have to run out on the field and pull tarps with you. But if I do, I will. <laughs> I'll be dressed as a ground crew member, and I'll be the first one out there to pull the tarps. I'll probably awesome. do a little dance while slipping and sliding up and down. And make it entertaining. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's what the folks want to see. Now, we were talking a little bit before we started. Uh, you're from Atlanta. Atlanta, right? Georgia, originally. Uh, Grady Baby, for those of you who know uh, Atlanta very well, downtown Atlanta is where Grady Hospital is, and most people who are residents of Atlanta were born there, so that's a marquee place that everybody knows from that area. So So what was it like growing up in Atlanta? Because I was telling you, you know, my family and I, we vacation there 
several summers in a row back when beautiful I was younger. Beautiful place, beautiful place to hang out. Uh, it, there's lots of uh, student life. You got you got Georgia State University, which is my alma mater. You got Georgia Tech. You got all these party spots and hangout places. I won't name some of the ones that I've frequented, but uh, <laughs> they probably don't exist anymore anyway. <laughs> I've been going quite for a while, quite a while, but uh, it's a great place, a great atmosphere. Uh, you get that southern hospitality. People are very friendly. Um, they'll treat you, you know, you're a stranger, but they treat you like your friend or your neighbors. Um, it's just a great community all around. Uh, got some great, uh, places to visit and hang out like Six Flags over Georgia. That was one of, that was my, literally my first job. Uh, Braves, of course, I grew up a Braves fan, uh, worked there for six years, uh, part-time. And, uh, like I said, I went to Georgia State University and, uh, took part in their, uh, flourishing sports. They literally got football while I was there. Uh, I like to tell people I was I had a hand in that, but I absolutely did not. Uh, but they, we have actually have football team now, which is why I feel like most people don't know Georgia State and they know Georgia Tech because Georgia Tech has football. You know, UGA has football now. Georgia State is actually on the map, even though they've been around since like 1927 or something like that. But Atlanta's a great place. I love it. Always go something back to do. I can. Yeah. Always sure. something to do. Now, you mentioned you worked with the Braves. What did you do with the Braves? Well, uh, I, I was the best friend of the mascot, Homer, for six years, and uh, we would go out into the plaza and entertain fans as they came in every day. Uh, they had a, a band uh, that was more so just the drum squad called the Heavy Hitters, and uh, my friend Homer and I would come marching out and uh, entertain the fans with all kinds of high energy and just you know, kind of say welcome to the ballpark. And uh, we got to entertain a lot of different acts uh, coming out there and see some good country acts come through, some good you know rap acts come through the plaza. Um, shook a lot of hands, uh, kissed a lot of babies, uh, and welcomed a lot of people to what is now a relic of Turner Field. Um, but it was a, it's a great place and great memories there. I also spent you know a lot of time as a child at Fulton County Stadium as well. So a lot of a lot of Braves memories. Oh, absolutely. Now, what was it that made you want to get into, you know, what you're doing now, like entertaining fans, whether it be through skits, dancing? What was the inspiration behind that? Um, it goes back to uh, middle school where I was trained by Jane Fonda. Uh, she was gracious enough to spend her time and her money uh, on a bunch of kids from, you know, southwest Atlanta and teach us how to do improvisation. So after school, we would do a lot of improvisational skits and we would come up with plays and we would go to uh, high schools and put on these productions. And uh, like I said, I worked for Ted Turner, her husband at the time. Uh, that was my second job. Um, and I just grew up wanting to entertain people. It's always The acting bug has always been in me. Uh, but I didn't want to be a starving actor and move to California and, you know, sleep on someone's couch. So I decided to entertain, you know, the masses of sports fans. And I worked with just about every team in Atlanta. And uh, like I said, I, trained, I was trained to improv. And that was always my first love. And I kind of stick to uh, aspects of entertainment that I can use that improvisational acting to on, you know, spur of a moment, come up with a scene and entertain these random people. And everything is brand new every day. Versus, you know, uh, Six Flags, which is, you know, a theme park where things are kind of, you know, set in stone. Things are happening, you know, 30 minutes on, 30 minutes off. You know, you come out, you wave, you do this thing in a special spot and you don't move. And, you know, it's, you know, very Groundhog Day-ish. Uh, so in the sports world, there's a lot more improvisational things happening, especially in baseball, because it's not very predictable sport. You know, it could go two and a half hours. It could go seven hours. 
Uh, so things are very different and every day is a brand new day and then every day is a brand new challenge. So, uh, lots of improvisational acting growing up and that's, that's my forte. And uh, I even got my theater degree from Georgia State University, my alma mater. Uh, I couldn't see myself doing anything else other than acting and performing. And uh, here I am now as Mr. Intermission. And I look all the way back to high school when I did my first uh, dance out in front of the masses because I was the SGA president at my school, uh, Booker Tyler Fair, Washington Comprehensive High School. Go ahead and plug that real quick. Uh, I was dancing in front of the band because my mother would not let me be in the band. So I pulled some strings as the SGA president and said, hey, you guys are doing a special song out there. Let me run out there and I'll go out there and do splits and the cartwheels and do a couple jump flips and those kind of things. And they were totally eating it up. And uh, I remember my principal telling me she looked like I, I looked like I was having a seizure out there dancing to P. Diddy, <laughs> uh, Bad Boys for Life. And uh, that feeling, I mean, it was even in my, my yearbook at that moment. And uh, it's it's a moment that I've always tried to regain the feeling from uh, dancing in front of the masses and just getting the awes and the oohs and the, the laughter and the cheers and the applause. It's the, nothing like it. So that's that's what I've been doing for about that's, 16 years that, now. <laughs> that's fantastic. That's awesome. Before we continue this fantastic conversation with Mr. Intermission, I have to tell you about a brand new sponsor to the Derek Diamond Experience, Loot Crate. Loot Crate is offering an opportunity to save 10% on any new subscription at LootCrate.com. I've been a Loot Crate subscriber for years. I love it. They offer all kinds of cool nerd and geeky content, whether it be Batman mugs, Ninja Turtles t-shirts. They even have chopsticks. We recently got a Nightmare on Elm Street chopsticks a few months ago. So they have all kinds of cool stuff to use, not just you know for food, for kitchenware, but display stuff as well. They have exclusive pops every now and then. So if you're into collecting the pop figures, they have those. Loot Crate is awesome. If you're a nerd or a geek, Loot Crate is a must. And to save 10% on any new subscription, go to trylootcrate.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's trylootcrate.com slash nerdcave to save 10% on any new subscription. And don't forget to enter the promo code BRIDGE10. Now, how did you come up with the, the name or the character Mr. Intermission? Well, we were trying to think about something catchy, something that hasn't been done before. And we think about sports, uh, not necessarily baseball, but in all sports, you know, some kind of break. Uh, and what we try to use the adage, uh, you know, it's all about the break. Because what we do is we come out in about four times during a baseball game. And we take that break and we turn it into, uh, you know, a special moment. Uh, and we try to come up with a name for that, some maybe around impact or intermission. All right, all right, we're going to do this in between breaks, so let's center it around that break point. And it's all about the break, and we came up with Mr. Intermission. Uh, it didn't take very long for us to come to that conclusion. And uh, Mr. Intermission is starting to take off. It's, uh, I would say, making a splash just about everywhere we go. The fans eat it up. Uh, Mr. Intermission is uh, worldwide on the web. Uh, people all over Japan, Europe, they're calling me, sending me emails. I've even gotten calls from directors in Hollywood wanting me to do spots and commercials and things like that when I have time. Uh, so I would say that it's working pretty well. And uh, like I said, it's all about the break. And uh, Mr. Intermission is here today to entertain these fans. Absolutely, and we're looking forward to it. It should be fun. Now, how did you get involved with the first circus? Because now you you work with those guys a lot. You were saying that you're friends with one of them. I'm friends with all of them, actually. Uh, we've worked at some point or another, uh, whether it be together or just individually. All those guys work with sports teams in the Atlanta area. I'm not going to give out their uh, secret identities, but they they do have some secret identities out there. 
And uh, like I said, I've worked with each one of them individually. One of them actually was my best friend in high school. Uh, we both met and had a love for theater. We literally met at the lip of the stage uh, just before auditioning for a big play. And we both got casted in it. And uh, he went on and took the reins at Six Flags over Georgia. And he called me and said, hey, this is a great job. You need to come over here. So I was 16 years old. I had nothing else to do but go to school. So I was like, I'm going to go and work at Six Flags and entertain some fans. And then uh, he moved on from the theme park world into Atlanta Spirit, which is a company that owned both uh, the hockey team at the time, which was the Atlanta Thrashers, and they owned the Atlanta Hawks, uh, a very coveted basketball team with not very right. many championships, but uh <laughs> got to love that team. A lot of heart, uh, but he works for them now. And uh, like I said, he's been my best friend for about 16 years now. And uh, he pulled me into this thing. He said, we're trying to, you know, create all these kind of rings uh, of the circus, you know, and we mm -hmm. want to have a person that is not uh, in costume, but has that kind of in costume uh, pizzazz and skill and swagger, if you will, and come out and just kind of dance for the fans. Um, if you see these kind of things all over the place, you've got the, the guy in Detroit for the Pistons that's a dancing usher. There's a guy in San Diego that's a dancing groundskeeper. It's the real things that are marquee and they catch people's eyes, but we've never really honed in on using that as a main stage kind of performer. Uh, and that's basically what Mr. Intermission is. Uh, you never know what kind of angle he's going to come from. He could be a uh, security guard. He could be a groundskeeper. He could be a fan. Uh, so it's kind of shock all repeat is what we like to use, hashtag shock all repeat. Uh, so what we do is we try to make the fans – believe that there's one thing going on when it's totally different and it's not what they expected and uh, give them some shock and awe and we repeat. So that's what Mr. Intermission is all about. And Mr. Intermission is part of a greater, greater uh, base in Atlanta. All friends, all buddies, some good times, some great times. Not a whole lot of bad times. I can't think of any times that we uh, we didn't have fun. Uh, but what we love to do is to entertain the crowd. And uh, when we come together, it's a pretty powerful force. So. doesn't get much better than that when you're just having fun with friends. Exactly. And it's not even work. I, I, I try to make it sound so professional, but it's really just a group of guys having fun and uh, entertaining the fans in the process. That That's what makes it work. Exactly. Is, is when you just have... That cohesiveness, that, yep. that, 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 that chemistry that we have. Yeah. Uh, it's, it just it's works. Unbeatable. Yeah, it works. It gets the crowd going. No, absolutely. And uh, entertainment uh, in, in sports, I want to say not just in baseball, but sports as a whole is... is we're starting to understand that this is more about just entertainment, not necessarily the sport, but, you know, putting bodies in the seats and giving them a good time. And they, if they could be having the worst game on the field, but uh, as long as, you know, the dancing groundskeepers there, you know, you're going to have some smiles on some faces and everybody's not going to leave happy, you know, uh, upset because the team lost. Yeah. There's still going to be some entertainment value going on there. Yeah. And you know, with you guys doing your on field stuff and us up here with all the videos, fan animations and everything, we we sell more of the fan experience exactly. as opposed to just the, the game itself. Exactly. I, I would have to say that the entire game of baseball is changing uh, over the course of decades. I mean, you still have some teams that don't even have mascots. There's only a handful of them now. And even those handful of teams are starting to think about uh, creating a fan uh, mascot. Mm -hmm. someone who can bring in the younger generation and, you know, create fans young. And so they grow old. And once they get, you know, their job and they go to college and they start buying season tickets and they can, you know, 
pass that love for the team on to their children and you know they become fans for life and uh it's just a circle of life and uh, i believe that this entertainment aspect is a very big part of it in today's age i totally agree what's been your favorite on-field skit you've ever done uh the one that everybody talks about uh, if you go on to youtube and you type in orbit get schooled that is my top uh video on on the web people always talking to me about it like it just happened yesterday it happened like three years ago and it's almost like you know it, j- it just happened uh, you know a couple days ago uh and i remember doing it i was out in texas and it wasn't even a, a thing that we really planned to do i was just out there and i had a buddy of mine uh who who has a very green friend uh i'm not gonna reveal his secrets but uh he he, he has a furry friend out there in texas in houston uh, very beloved character and we met uh long story short i knew him from back in college we both trained to be improvisational actors and uh like i said i was in his town he said i have open spot spot for a skit and uh you're here so do you want to dress up as a security guard and have me mess with you and uh what's going to happen is you're going to act like you're not interested but all of a sudden you're going to bust out into dance and i tell you uh, I kid you not, literally, there was not one person that was sitting at the end of that skit. Like, I looked around, and everyone was on their feet. I, I, literally, a standing ovation for a dancing security guard. And that's when we realized, like, we really, we're really we really on to something here. We got something that uh, people are really grabbing a hold to on the web, in person. I mean, you see it on the web, and you're amazed, and you laugh, and you, you say it to friends. But you see it in person. It's, it, it's, pretty, it's a pretty great spectacle. And uh, something that people talk about for, like I said, this happened three years ago and people are still talking about it like it happened last week. So uh, I really feel like we're on to something. That's awesome. Uh, Last question. Do you have a website or social media you'd like to plug so the fans can follow you? Uh, Acting Will Harris uh, is my personal Twitter and Instagram, but uh, I always got to plug the First Circus. Go to firstcircus.com because there's more than just uh, Mr. Intermission and we're building this brand uh, going forward, and, and we've got characters that we're bringing on uh, by the year, and we're we're kind of theming and pushing it forward, and trying to get out into schools now and do school shows. And uh, it's just a growing brand, and I want to be a part of that. So I definitely got to plug FirstCircus.com. But if you want to find me personally, it's act acting Will Harris with one L, uh, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and I'm always posting stuff on YouTube as well. And my personal brand, uh, Wheelman26205. Uh, everybody tells me I need to change that because nobody can remember it. But people are finding me <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I feel like it's uh, one of those things that if you want it, you can find it. And uh, I, I feel like I literally own the Google Dancing Security Guard space. Uh, <laughs> so you literally can just type that in on YouTube or Dancing Groundskeeper, and you will find me in the first couple searches. So I own a couple couple different hats, a couple different spaces. But uh, I'm not hard to find at all. Awesome. Well, sir, thank you very much for taking the time to do the interview, and we look forward to seeing you today. No problem at all. I'm very excited to dance at this beautiful ballpark and uh, make some fans happy. So thanks for having me. My thanks again to Willis Harris for taking the time to do that wonderful interview. If you want to follow him on Twitter, he's at ActingWillHarris. And don't forget to follow First Circus on Twitter as well. Next week, I'll be talking with author Drew Hayes about his new upcoming book, The Fangs of Freelance, which comes out on July 25th. So we'll be talking about that book, uh, his career as a writer, and various other fun stuff as well. So be sure to come back next week and check out that fun episode. 
But until then, you can check out past episodes of the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. Don't forget to follow me on social media. The show page is on Twitter at Podcast. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond. Search for The Derek Diamond Experience on Facebook. And I'm on Instagram. Just search for at Podcast. And I believe that does it. So enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond. And we'll see you guys back here next week with author Drew Hayes. Listening to a Nerd Cave Network production. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are a local indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they are very important to this podcast. And that's because they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is D Rock, the official theme song of the Derek Diamond Experience. You can also check out their music on Bandcamp. Just go to Bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers, and you can hear Murder Mystery Night and 95 Flannel for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also follow them on social media. Just search for them on Facebook, and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. And finally, be sure to visit their website, UnicornWranglers.com.